0: Everybody. welcome to the podcast. We are talking about obscure, underseen, underappreciated animation. We do this once a month and today we're looking at the, basically it's kind of a longer music video album movie thing. It's called Interstellar 5555, the story of the secret five star system. <laughs> Why I don't know you say that that title, but I'm really excited to talk about it. I'm Rachel and Stanford is here.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: Yes, and we have a guest here, a frequent fan of the channel, a uh, commenter, Ryan is here.
2: How's it going everyone, Ryan here, yes the one and only, and I stand before you today to join you guys on, with, on this podcast to talk about Interstellar 5555.
0: Yes, and so you had actually particularly requested we do this yes. for Skirt Animation, is that correct?
2: Yes, I, I, really, I really love this movie.
0: Oh, that's awesome to know that Ryan was the one who requested. Well, thank you,
1: Ryan. You're broadening our horizons. (laughs) Yeah. Really cool. Rachel's kind
2: of done the same for me too, though.
1: Oh, good. That makes me feel good. Rachel always has such great choices. And and, and likewise, I learned so much from Rachel.
0: Oh, well, thanks. Well, I'm going to learn a lot from both of you today because part of my hesitancy, honestly, to talk about this was because I had – Never heard of this uh, group or band or duo or whatever you want to refer to it. Daft Punk. I, DJs. I, I knew nothing about any of this. <laughs> about that, I mean, I probably know more about anime and the anime behind it. Not, not probably. I definitely do than the music side of it. Uh, and so, uh, so this can be really interesting to get to talk with uh, with you guys about this film, and hopefully, I can provide that. That amateur perspective on what we watched because it was really fun. So you have been a big fan of Daft Punk, Ryan, for uh for I I've listened
2: album? to Daft Punk ever since I was like in high school. They've always been like one of my favorite uh groups to listen to. I I loved all, all their albums. Mm-hmm. Discovery is easily my favorite of their albums. It's I feel like that's like the most well-rounded of their albums.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it really shows when when you watch this movie because it really feels like This film was built around this album. Yeah, a lot of my favorite songs are from this album. There's some other favorites that are from their other albums like Homework and Random Access Memories and Human after all. But this Mm -hmm. one is the golden standard for Daft Punk uh, when it comes to me.
0: Stanford, have you been familiar with this band at all?
1: Yes, I've been. I, I'm a little bit familiar with the band, and again, I'm so grateful that Ryan's on the podcast. <laughs> he can, he can Thank steer you. us. He can help us. I'm familiar with the songs. If I'm not mistaken, Discovery came out in like was it 2001? Is yeah, 2001. Right? Because I know. I mean, I just just a lot of the tracks that were that were maybe not a lot, but like three or four that were in the film I had heard before. You know, and so and so that was that was cool. But my how Daft Punk really came more into my world was I you know, I'm a huge fan of the of the Tron films from from Disney. And Daft Punk did the soundtrack to the sequel of Tron, um, Tron Legacy. And uh that was a few years after. I think Tron Legacy came out as it in twenty ten. I'm not mistaken. I think so.
0: That sounds yeah, right. Yeah.
1: And uh, anyway, but I mean that's almost ten years after the discovery album, uh, yeah. so yeah. it was cool. Different. And and uh, I didn't know what to expect, but wow, this movie was visually so interesting. It so was interesting.
0: a really cool experience. Like, yeah, it was a little hard sometimes to follow the story because you had sort of so much you were focusing on with the music and the uh, and everything going on, but. I don't know. I just still really enjoyed it. I think it helped that it doesn't outstay oh, it it's welcome. You know, it's just a little over an hour. Uh, and so you can kind of just, I don't know, almost sit back. It's almost meditative. I felt like the movie was you yeah. could almost just not even. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's, yeah. it's
2: one hell of an, of an experience. And it's like mm-hmm. one of those experiences that you can watch over and over again because it's so short and yeah, because it's so well done.
0: Yeah, I think so. So basically the history behind this, from what I could tell uh, in my little research I did, was that uh, that Daft Punk, they, that the group, that they uh, were working on the Discovery album, and they were big fans of the animator uh, Legi
2: Matsumoto. Yeah, is that
0: how you say it, Legi? Um, Who I don't
2: know how to say his first name, but <laughs> his last name is easy.
0: Yeah, and he had done a bunch of space operas. was kind of his specialty for anime. I've actually never seen them, but I'm intrigued now. Uh, he had done, there's called Space Battleship Yamato, Space Pirate, uh, Captain Har- Harlock, Galaxy Express 999. Uh, so these big, bold manga series that were then adapted into anime films. And I guess the Daft Punk guys were super into this guy, so that's kind of how they got the idea that hey, maybe we could take this music that we're writing and we could craft an anime around it. It's really interesting.
2: Yeah, uh, I loved how uh, how much Leiji Matsumoto and Daft Punk's vision uh, really shined in this movie because you can really tell uh-huh. that both of both of them. Co- collabed so well to make, such a, to make such a very special kind of movie
0: uh-huh.
2: that it's one hell of an experience.
0: And they didn't skimp. I mean, they spent $4 million making it, which for that time and for an anime film, that's pretty, I mean, for something so experimental, that's a pretty good little, little amount to spend. And, and uh, I think you can kind of see that in just the colors and the, the movement of the animation. There's nothing that looks rotoscoped or cheap. Uh, in i i didn't feel like at least uh, no I, I agree with you there yeah, the animation you, is gorgeous yeah how did you feel watching it at stanford oh i thought the animation was beautiful too
1: that mm-hmm. I, I just kept wishing i was seeing it on a really big screen with a really loud stereo system you know?
2: i'd kill to see it in imax
1: oh whatever well i know I was oh yeah that would be just that would be just amazing uh, mm-hmm. But I'm with you again. I'm I, I'm not a, I'm not the anime expert, but I I thought it was I thought the animation was really well done, and mm-hmm. and and it, it it didn't look like it was made quickly. It just looked like it was made with a lot of care. And mm-hmm. I think too a big part of that was just the story, just how good the uh, the storytelling was in it, because the characters aren't speaking at all. You know, they were, we're we're getting everything through. Get, get through this animation and the music i mean the music plays of course plays a, giga- a gigantic part in it too but still uh how just how expertly expertly done the you know the art the art was for yeah. this movie.
0: well and it doesn't feel p- like pretentious at all which i think something like this could have easily right
1: you just roll your eyes like, yeah because sometimes <laughs> these
0: kind of art pieces can can kind of just be like ugh. Uh, you know like i don't know but this doesn't this feels pretty pretty grounded to me it doesn't feel like they're showing off if that makes sense
2: yeah i I definitely agree with you there what really blows me away about this film is how amazing its visual storytelling is uh uh, and how beautiful it executes its story and how fleshed out and likable the characters are the crescendo Shep, they're 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 my favorite they're one of my favorite protagonists and th- they all accomplish this without even saying a single word and let the music do the talking which mm-hmm. is which is beautiful it's kind of like it's kind of like an electronic music version of fantasia but instead of telling a bunch of different small stories right. interstellar 5555 tells one big cohesive one so well and the music does such a phenomenal job at propelling the story
0: you know oh, yeah. I, I almost thought of it in comparison to something like the tree of life even though this is I haven't seen that to- one. You oh, said. you haven't seen it. Well, it's a totally different topic, but it's the same kind of experiment sort of in a way because yeah. that that movie's about uh the it's it takes one uh one family basically and then kind of tells the history of the of the cosmos and the world through one family. And it, it it's very artistic. It's very ambitious. It's, some people would say it's pretentious, but uh, but it's it's mostly through music and imagery. And it's kind of similar here, even though this is sci-fi and a different medium. Uh, it's kind of a similar experiment. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Could you relate to any to anything like that, Stanford? When you're watching it. It's just you know, I uh, n- not not necessarily. I think
1: I was mostly just wowed by by the compelling story. Yeah, uh, I was I was really taken with you know what went down, and I know we'll get into the details of it. But but then again, also I just kept thinking, and no one's talking. This is right. so cool. I mean, we're not right. getting subtitles, we're not getting anything. I mean, occasionally there's some words on the screen for something which help, you know, provide something with the story. But you know, I was just really wowed by yeah. by the narrative of it. And again, mm-hmm. all without all without any dialogue.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was released in two thousand and three. Debuted at the Cannes Film Festival, which is kind of interesting. Oh,
1: that's cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, and then worldwide on the twenty eighth of May two thousand three, and it was shown on the Cartoon Network on four episodes uh, on television. They they released- I don't think
2: I ever saw a Cartoon Network. I don't
0: think I did either. <laughs> uh well, it's just according to wikipedia so
1: i heard <laughs> it was they on parts network though
0: yeah and uh in 2000 2000- like on
1: t- toonami or one of those mm-hmm. programming blocks okay yeah
0: yeah and in 2003 daft punk released an album do along with it is is what i had read similar i mean i guess that is i don't know if it's discovery that they released then or yeah whatever.
2: um yeah. discovery was back in 2001 2001 and
0: okay yeah, and then they were yeah. oh yeah the album they re- that plays they released a Daft Club, which served to promote the film, along with Interstellar. So, was that uh, like a remix
1: album or something? Yeah, it or? said
0: it it's it was provided previously unreleased remixes of tracks from Discovery. It's I uh, think
2: I've heard of that. Yeah, I only know the the Discovery album.
0: Yeah. So the uh, the film has fourteen songs on on it, and. Uh, almost every one is over three minutes. There's one that's uh, a night vision. That's uh, one hour, um, one hour, one One hour, 34 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And uh, so what I thought we would kind of do is go through the story slash music by just going over each one of the songs and we can talk about Uh, our thoughts. And if this is like most of our podcasts, this is definitely a spoiler podcast. So if you want to watch the film and then come back and listen, then that's what we would recommend. But
2: if you want to watch it in in HD though, do, uh, do watch it on uh, Amazon prime video. That's, that's probably the best way to watch it with the, the sound and the visuals are the best over there.
0: Yeah, you have to subscribe, but if you can remember to unsubscribe to... to uh, I'm going to have to unsubscribe
2: thing. after this podcast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the first song is One More Time, and this is basically introducing us to the band, and they're playing a concert on an alien planet. Uh, so what do you think of this introduction to our band with... It's Octave, Arpeggios, Beryl,
2: and Stella. Stella, Stella. <laughs> Octave, Ar uh, Arpeggios, Beryl. Octet. It's always hard to remember all four of them, but yeah. their, name, their names are pretty memorable.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that, it's a pretty. It kind of gives. It does a good job, I think, of sort of introducing you to what this unique experience is going to be. So I, I think it does a good job with this, this introductory song. Uh, oh, I, did, I did too. Uh, I was,
1: I was really wowed fact, I mean, true confessions to you, to you here. I went into this so blind. I didn't even know that it was anime or that, it, you know, or that there was like an anime. Uh, I, I mean, I had no idea. I was just thinking, oh, Daft Punk, maybe it's going to be French. I mean, it's going to be European yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so They are um, from France. It it yeah. uh it just from the from the opening frame you know I was like oh, okay I mean like I got I, I got it but I mean the anime is beautiful and this is also was really beautiful because there is there yeah had it on this planet in outer space and all four of them those four band members you know that you that you that you named were they're all really striking yeah you know um cool clothes and they got this beautiful blue skin and. And uh, oh, I I thought it was a knockout.
2: I love the designs of all these characters, man. Yeah, they, they oh, always... I know,
1: right?
0: Yeah. And also, I think this song is probably the closest that that gets to an earworm. That it kind of stays in your head and you remember. Like, of all these songs, this is the one that I could hum for you and that I remember, I think.
2: The yes. Most. It's definitely the, one of their most popular songs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Now, this, this is actually one of my favorite openings of the, of the film. I really feel like it, it pulls you in from the very first frame. And uh, another thing I love about this movie is that uh, Matsumoto, uh, just before the movie opens, Matsumoto says, I have all these lights flashing in my head. And the first thing you see uh, after that are lights that are flashing on screen. And it's just such an amazing buildup that's topped with Chef's spaceship logo flying by. Uh, also topped with darkwood spaceship soaring through space transitioning into one more time it's just such an amazing way to begin the film off and i love the and i love how cheery catchy and energetic the tune is and it perfectly uh, starts off the film so well yeah and how it introduces the Christendals. yeah and I also i also love how it foreshadows them becoming humans too if you actually pay attention to to like their skin color mm-hmm. uh through certain parts of the because
0: they're blue skin at this uh, beginning, and uh, and then they get invaded, and uh, the the band gets kidnapped, and this is during the song Aerodynamic. Fun yeah.
2: fact: This was supposed to be my uh, YouTube intro and outro, but unfortunately, I couldn't do I couldn't use it because of copyright issues.
0: Copyright,
1: mm. yeah,
0: uh, it's from. So, yeah, and then, uh, then they meet a pilot named Shep, who has a dream about Stella and uh, the kidnapping, and so he is pursuing the kidnappers through a wormhole where he crashes onto Earth, and that's when we get sung digital love. So Shep goes after the musicians because he saw them in a dream. I, I hope hey. I explained that one. <laughs> well, and Shep...
1: Oh. Uh, i'll be interested to hear your, your, your insights on this ryan i thought that that was a really interesting way to introduce chef because at first i was just thinking oh chef i mean he kind of feels seems like oh he's a fanboy. And and yeah, i guess he is because he's got uh that's a poster of stella if i'm not mistaken right that's in his yeah that is that's how the, that dream sequence starts with him with that vision sequence but can we talk about his spaceship? He's not like the coolest spaceship. Yeah, it's
2: like something you'd see off of a Boston album. I
1: know, (laughs) it was like 70s rock, you know? I love that spaceship. It's It's like this flying electric guitar in a really modern angular shape, it's so rad. I loved it too, I just love it. And and I love the blue and yellow colors on it. Yeah, the colors are great. and you know shep shep is such a key character i just but i really like how i really like how he was introduced because you don't necessarily know the, the his importance right initially yeah, uh,
2: digital love is actually one of my favorite parts of the movie and i love how they introduce shep um, and how he's like a huge fan of the Creshen dolls and has a crush on stella and how much the impact uh, of the kidnapping of the band members leaves on him and how he's willing to risk his life to rescue them. Right. I think he's such a well-done character and he's probably my favorite character of the entire film. Oh yeah. He's, mm-hmm. he's a terrific character. I agree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then we, the band is taken and to this uh, factory type setting and they have their uh, they they get these uh mind control devices and they so they uh lose their uh memories and their blue skin is turned to to tan so that they look like humans and they the the mind their minds are controlled by these sunglasses which I kind of reminded me a little bit of a of incredibles too a little bit. <laughs>
2: A little bit, actually. Yeah. Now yeah. that I think about it, because of the sunglasses. Yeah. I yeah, don't right. know why I didn't think of that. Yeah. yeah. Maybe and maybe it's because I saw Understellar first, before <laughs> Incredibles. Yeah,
1: right. yeah um, I, I agree. It is the Incredibles. You know, could definitely take it a page out of this book, or your know, Incredibles too. But I also thought it was interesting that the their their minds got put on a. It looked like almost like a mini compact disc sort of deal, which is an important part of it. But, Thankfully, their minds just got, like, replaced rather than destroyed. You yeah, know?
2: That, that's exactly how it happened. It altered their memories and their yeah. appearance as well.
1: Yeah. And that's a really interesting sequence, too. And that all, with, I mean, how imaginative that is! With all that crazy machinery that's getting used. To, it gives you a very mechanical feel to the this. this scene. It does. And, and it really, that, so the song, The Harder, Better, Faster, Stronger, is a really good fit for what's exactly. happening on the screen.
0: It kind of reminded me a little bit of from across the universe. Uh, the whole, oh, yeah. I, want, I want you, she's so heavy number. If you've ever, it's not that, I don't love the movie, but it has some interesting visuals. Uh, they, it's basically like there's this sort of uh, army assembly line factory kind of a thing where they're making the soldiers. And it kind of reminded me visually of that a little bit.
2: That's cool. I don't yeah. think I've ever seen that though.
0: Yeah, I mean it. It That's it's not my favorite, but, but has some one interesting use, visuals.
1: Yeah, they're using music, you know, to to convey a lot of the, the yeah, narrative.
0: All all Beatles songs. All Beatles songs, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, so then we get the Crescendolls uh, song, and uh, this is our introduction introduction to them, kind of as this new band. And we get to meet the Earl of uh, Dark, Earl Day Darkwood? Earl the Darkwood. Darkwood. And uh, they and he kind of introduces them as the Crescendals, and they become super famous. So that's, this is kind of where that starts. What do you feel like that the movie is trying to kind of say throughout? Do you feel like this movie has sort of a message?
2: I kind of feel like it does have an, a bit of an underlying theme Uh, When it comes to like uh, the music industry, I really feel like this montage of the film really shows uh, how, I mean, granted, there's no brainwashing involved in the music industry, but it, this, this montage like really, uh, really shows how manipulative the industry might be. And you can really feel how miserable the crescendos are once they are brainwashed and used for their music. And the song that, uh, that the song that plays over it really gives you that feeling of manipulation and, and that sense of tedium once your song blows up in popularity.:
0: I feel like maybe some of the messages is that we take art and take some of the take the heart, take the take the and it becomes kind of mass once it's introduced to the masses it kind of dilutes it in a way, you know, like these people have no memories. They have no, they have no mind. They have, they're just sort of robots. And, uh, and so like, I kind of wonder if it's sort of a commentary on, on mass produced pop music.
2: I think Daft punk has went through some sort of experience uh, like that since they never really like to show their faces and always wear those helmets over their head.
0: Uh, Yes. Like something like a, uh a miley cyrus or a uh, a britney spears or sort yeah. of or even in sync that kind of packaged produced music i don't
1: That's, know that, no, i'm with your race because actually darkwood reminded me totally of that loop perlman guy right yeah you know, who who uh the creator of all those boy bands and yeah. and, uh, and, and i Knight. haven't heard of him
0: yeah he well, was a bad dude, but yeah
1: he was a bad dude and and isn't he in jail or, or I,
0: well, he died in jail
1: oh that's right
0: yeah he but, uh, like in sync and backstreet boys and all those bands it, he he's basi- he basically took all their money he uh well, yeah it's he started
1: them I mean he formed them and got you know it was like their promoter and their manager. But, but yeah, he was a bad dude. Yeah. Um, but I, he, I kind of had that same look, cause they, he didn't have that hair that Darkwood has. You know, Darkwood has that very distinctive long, long hair, but. A
2: palm um, tree kind of hair.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but just, just, you know, so evil and manipulative. And, and, and Rachel, as you were saying, the kind of stripping of the identity of the person and creating this manufactured uh, yeah. music. That's just, it's soulless. Yeah. Uh, although the people on earth seem to like it <laughs> right you know? that's how it is <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> Social uh, commentary as you're saying
0: yeah, I mean, I think all good sci-fi has something to say i it should have some kind of a message about what uh, what this all means about the future and about you know what what kind of perils we might fall into and uh, so the next song kind of dives into that even more, showing the sort of the fame. Uh, exhausting the members of the band. It's called Night Vision, um, and Shep finds them. Shep shows yeah, out. Shep the hero. So that's pretty exciting.
2: <laughs> and- One of my favorite shots in <clears throat> Night Vision is when they use CGI animation to show uh, to show Shep what they've been, what they've done with the dolls. and it's like it's such a beautiful shot, and it's very emotionally powerful because you really feel that Shep is like legitimately angry on like what this planet has done with the Christian dolls. Uh-huh. And I also love how it really shows how much of a toll fame has taken on each members of the Christian dolls uh, from them not feeling like themselves, being forced to sign many posters and being completely exhausted. It It's such a great scene. And I, and I freaking uh-huh. love the night vision track that plays over it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so then we get a concert, and uh, Shep flies in with a jet pack, and he basically he uh, is able to fire a beam at the band members, and that's that that breaks the control of the sunglasses of the mind control, and uh, the uh, they, he's able to do it with everybody but Stella. Uh, so and then he's injured in the in the attempt so this all goes to the song superheroes which i think was probably my favorite of i love that song it was one of my favorites
2: it's terrific i agree it's one of my favorite daft punk songs it's used perfectly in this scene too this is probably my favorite uh moment of the whole film
0: yeah me too and i i especially because you have that uh underlying you know that the reason why Shep is there is because of Stella and she's the one that doesn't get changed and and uh, so I think that works really well.
2: Yeah and how it goes from like uh, how the song literally loops over something's in the air referring to uh, Shep flying down to rescue the Grysandals uh-huh. to the confrontation to the car chase at the very end to the reveal of the cyborgs uh, yes. uh, D- Darkwood's henchmen being cyborgs. cyborgs. That's a Phenomenal scene. I freaking love that part of the movie. Yeah. One
0: uh-huh. of my favorites. Yeah, so Stella, she basically finds this card with the address to Darkwood Manor. Manor. Yeah, and and then she's taken to Gold Record to the the Gold Record Award Ceremony where the Crescentals are going to win their you know their Gold Record and uh the members of the christina are in the audience and they're able to free stella with another beam and they're able to escape and that's all done to the song high life and uh so that one's Just
2: a- barrel that's in the audience though i don't think the other two members um octave was in the car and a, a pre a pregius was with i think was with with chef
0: okay yeah and that that's a good another good song i think I like that. Yeah, and I life.
2: I love how it it literally makes you feel like you're living the life of of a celebrity too. Yeah. Yeah, and I also love the Daft Punk cameo too. That was pretty nice. Yeah.
1: The Daft Punk cameo was really fun. Yeah. I, I I like that too. Yeah. yeah. And it reminded me because you know they 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 made a cameo in Tron Legacy too. they <laughs> the DJs Oh, they oh, do? Yeah. Yeah, they like the DJs at at uh Think of that, one of those crazy parties they're at or one of those interesting locations. But yeah, they're, they're there.
0: I actually haven't seen Tron Legacy. I love the I haven't original seen Tron it so much that, I don't know, I've been kind of, I I, mean, I need to see it.
1: I recommend it. I love yeah. it.
0: Yeah. That's cool. Tron, the original
1: uh, Tron is hard to beat, but this one was cool.
0: Yeah. Um, so... Uh, then we get something about us, which is another really good song, and this is where Shep dies, and so that is really sad. And it, but he tells them who they really are before he dies. Well,
1: and when she, you know that, that's a really emotional scene. Again, just kudos to the to the beautiful uh, animation that was created for it, and the and the music is a perfect match. But I love it when when Shep's. Um, spirit leaves his body, uh, just how dramatic that is. Uh, and just, and, and that's one of the visuals that really sticks with me as, as Shep rises up, you know, up into space. And, and he's also, his spirit is so much bigger than his body too, which, which, you know, is when I was a bit of a precursor to what's going to happen later. I just like, I, you know, I think we're going to probably hear from Shep again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This is uh, this is one of uh, the most emotional and beautiful scenes in the movie, in my opinion. Absolutely, uh, yeah. This is uh, Shep finally got to meet the girl of his dreams, and then he dies right in front of her. Right there, And his death is just so emotionally powerful, and um, how he reveals who the Christian dolls really were, and taking Stella through this journey through her home planet as he dances with her for the first and last time, it's just such a beautifully done scene. And the song that co- accompanies it along with the lyrics, it, it's, it's a perfect scene in my opinion.
0: Uh-huh. So then we get to the song Voyager and this is, they bury Shep and then they use the card with the address to, to find, to go to Darkwood Manor It's another good song Voyager. And then, they, so when they get to the mansion and they end up, uh, they're able to find a journal that tells them Darkwood's plans. And uh, this, there's kind of, it's pretty long sequence that they have quite a bit happen, but basically like his plan is that he is kidnapping musicians and he wants to get 5,555 Gold records, and if he has these, then he will rule the universe. He will. It's pretty interesting, but yes. I,
2: I love how uh, I love how this film like reveals more of who Earl the Darkwood really is. His backstory about his father's death uh, when an alien spaceship crashes onto his house, and how he becomes like vengeful and power hungry over the aliens. I thought it was uh, really cool. And you can really feel the Earl of the Tar- Darkwood's pe- uh, presence throughout the entire film. I, really, I, I think he's like a really effective villain for the film.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this de Veritas Quo, is the song. And they basically, once they realize this, then uh, he, he, he ends up capturing them. And he tries to sacrifice Stella and that's going to that's going to help him to rule that's like the final thing that's good he's going to be the ruler of the world or whatever and uh so
1: it's classic
2: disney villain
1: uh, yeah right yeah i mean yeah. it really in that's that sec that sequence really is kind of yeah classic disney yeah. villain. I even but just- i do
2: like how they at least give him a like a background on like where he on like where he came from
1: i agree it's really helpful. It, it, yeah. Yeah, and you really feel has-
2: his presence within every scene he's in. He's yes. a great villain.
0: Yes. And also, I don't know, there's something almost that feels sort of about the whole movie that feels almost uh, uh there's something about it that seems almost like an epic poem. You know what I'm saying? Like in a the uh, like the Iliad yes. or Odyssey or it kind of has that that feel. And this could almost be like Medusa, or one of the villains, you know, in in those stories uh arpegius uh, uh arpegius is he's able to get that gold record and able to destroy it and uh so that it, it ruins darkwood's plans
2: <laughs> i also like that he tried to save him at the end too that was pretty interesting
0: like uh, uh, yeah. when he was
2: falling into the volcano he he was trying to pick him back up but uh but it was too late
0: yeah and so then we get to short circuit song, song and the band travels back to the record company to uh, get their memories and the memory discs that they have. And Octave tries to steal them, uh, but he's tased by a guard and it, they, it, it reveals his blue, his original blue skin.
2: Yeah. It's a really cool uh, part of the movie. It gives like a real heist feel to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, they're going back in, getting with all that really gnarly <laughs> equipment you know i mean just the design of the of, of the whole of the whole thing there at darkwoods is i thought was so compelling so interesting
0: yeah. yeah, it was really good and and yeah when he's his he gets his actual skin and you see it the way they did that was really cool too i think okay, so then we have face to face uh which is uh they find shep's shep's ship. <laughs> and uh then they so they're trying to figure out how they can uh return the christian dolls they get them back to their home planet get them normal stable so that's when they sing this face to face another thing i loved
2: about um this part of the movie is that the humans on earth when they found out about the christian dolls uh, they made such a big deal to bring them back home and it was refreshing to see how likable and understanding the humans really were right. it also made- it also made the manager a lot more likable too in the end. Yes. Which was pretty refreshing as well.
1: The humans weren't really vilified at all, were they? They were they, they were put all put in a really bad situation. Yes. Because they love this band, they love the music, but they uh I, I, I appreciated that too.
0: Yeah, they were just kind of fans. It kind of reminds me this in a lot of ways kind of reminds me of uh Gem and the holograms. And if you ever not the movie. The, the cartoon. Movie. Movie was horrible, but the cartoon. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I'm not going to see that movie. I've never seen the movie either. I'm aware that it it. I've (laughs) seen more. I've seen more than enough of it uh, through the The show.
0: The show was really good, and uh, it kind of had a similar feel because it's all about a band. There's some supernatural elements to it, and uh, and even the it's not anime, but I don't know. There's something kind of vintage sometimes about the style. I think that they use in this movie that kind of reminded me a little bit of Jim, uh which is a show i love so that was fun and the last song of the movie is called too long and basically darkwood's spirit attacks the ship when they're heading home yeah and,
1: and it's like this flying worm ghost or so you know they're like this kind of smoke Something i love I loved how it was animated, because it could haul. I mean, it was flying. Mm-hmm. It's hey, such you know, an
2: epic scene, and the way that Shep comes in to save them, that you know? was such a cool scene.
1: Ryan, that, I think, was my favorite scene, really, though. How, just how that was all visualized, and it was so That portal amazing. is so
2: visually beautiful. I love the the
1: portal that they go yes. through. It's so colorful. Yeah, Me too. And, I, just, I, and, and, I mean, I, I was hoping that Shep would come back, and he does in a big way, as as he as he totally takes out Darkwood, uh, Darkwood and and His lets the lets the band go go home.
2: His character really sticks with you throughout the entire film, as well as the characters, which is what I really loved about Shep
1: after yeah. he passed away. Because that was the big thing. I mean, was sure probably all were wondering, or any viewers wondering, like, how in the world are they going to get rid of Darkwood? You know, because they. Again, that's no surprise that he's he comes back in some other kind of form, right? But yeah, but, uh, this was this was a a pleasant surprise and a good one for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and it really gives you like this uh, overall sense of closure. And I love the build up when they go to their own planet and how the uh, how Earth is listening to them from across the galaxy. Yeah, and I love how like they they mourn his, uh, Chef's death at the very end, topped with a. With uh, you know the star that his red star that you see in that's, outer space that's supposed to resemble him you see that at the very end and yeah. and when Stellan no-
1: uh, notices it oh my god I love it I with you it's, it's it's so great and that yeah that whole that statue that they have you know that they that they procession it's really a terrific way to end it absolutely yeah
2: and so w- the last the last thing I loved about the about how it ended is like, I love how it's revealed that it's, it was just a kid playing with his uh, Christian doll toys uh, while listening to the discovery. That That was such a cool and meta (laughs) twist. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: I like that too. You know, it kind of made me think that I I wonder if you could even do something like this now, because people don't buy and we just don't really think of music as albums hardly at all anymore. I feel like you know, it's just like people just purchase individual songs. I and, still think
2: of music as albums.
0: And but I mean, every once in a while, I, I'm trying to think. The last thing that I can think of that really felt like an album that was a story was maybe something like uh, uh, um, Lemonade, the Beyonce, uh, the the whole music video she did with that, and the the that that's as close as i can think of but if i feel like it's been a really long time since somebody's done something this this lyrical with a whole album this major uh,
1: con this kind of the concept album
0: yeah there wasn't a already a movie soundtrack that doesn't count
1: Brian. maybe you could coach us on uh, or school us on this does uh was when you know when you listen to discovery just the album did you feel like there was some kind of a narrative in it too? I mean, or, or is, is that how Daft Punk...
2: Not before works? I watched the movie, but after I watched the movie, every time I listen to that album, I think of the movie. It, it's, I just think like once you see the movie and listen to the album, I don't think you could ever like get the movie out of your head, which, yeah. is, which is something that I really love. I, I really hope that Daft Punk in the future does more albums like this because... It, they're so, they're so very talented.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're one of my favorite groups.
0: I mean, can you think of a? Can either of you think of an album that has come out recently that has this kind of storytelling in it? I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I can't.
2: I don't know. Dark Side of the Moon. I don't know. <laughs> I right. know that's '70s, not 2000. <laughs> say yeah. That. I, Actually, no. The uh, Wall. The Wall. Not Dark Side of the Moon. No. Yeah. yeah the really Wall makes more sense.
0: Well, yeah, like the '80s, like you had like Thriller, and you had uh, a number of albums that kind of told a story, or at least individual songs uh, would be very uh, would have a narrative. But I don't know; I just feel like you don't see that very much anymore. Yeah, Dream Theater,
2: Dream Theater still does that kind of stuff, though.
0: Mm, I've heard of them, and um,
1: they're amazing. It seems like, this was like in the 2000s. Green Day. I think their American idiot album was uh-huh. like you know, considered a concept album. Uh, but I think it, it's, 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 it was more like in the seventies, yeah. you know, that this, the, the, this was kind of a, a thing. So how cool that they were able to come up with this, with this, you know, mm-hmm. really creative story uh, that really worked well with their album yeah uh, you know because the, the one thing i was so impressed about the story too is that nothing really felt like out of place you know like or something or jarring like or, well, where did that come from you know like some weird plot twist or some weird thing it all seemed very um
2: it all seemed like very cohesive and and natural yeah, and well thought out and i think like it, it explains everything more than enough without like being like too convoluted. But, yes. and, but it still like allows you to like think on certain things that you haven't seen uh, the first time, which is something I really like about yeah. the movie.
0: Yeah, it was really a very, very unique, exciting experience to watch just because it, it just I'd never seen anything quite, quite like it before. It was cool. It was really cool.
2: Yeah, um, overall, my thoughts on Interstellar 5555 is that it's it's one of my favorite animated films and it's I just think it's such a beautiful work of art with uh, with its visual storytelling and how much the music adds to the film. And, and it, it also does help that I'm a huge fan of Daft Punk and that Discovery is my favorite album from them. But this film is so much more to me than just that the story is amazing. I love the characters. Uh, the animation is absolutely, absolutely gorgeous. I can go on because I absolutely adore
1: this film to bits.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Ryan, yeah. what did you discover first, too uh, I'm sorry if you already said this, but did you discover the movie or the album first, and how? I, and what was that like?
2: I discovered the 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 album first because I was getting into Daft Punk, and then when I figured out about the movie through the music videos that uh, through the music videos of each of the songs on the Discovery album, I decided to watch the whole thing. And then I fell
1: in love with the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: That's really cool. That
1: would be cool because almost you know, like you, you get this extra gift, right? <laughs> Here, here's this album yeah. that you really like, and then also like, whoa, there's <laughs> this movie.
2: There's a whole story to this.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were the music videos uh, just you know just as we've been going through this our discussion were they broken? Or just you know s- selections from the f- from the film. Yeah, I, You know, as, okay. as is, or, or were they, so like each is these scenes or segments from the film.
2: Yeah, they're the, they're the segments. Uh, each music video of that, that you can find on YouTube is basically a segment of the movie.
1: Interesting. You can
2: watch it that way, but if you really want like a true experience, like an HD amazing sound quality experience, Amazon prime video is definitely like the best option there is right now.
0: No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Well, great. Well, thanks for suggesting it and keep suggesting it because we only do this once a month. So sometimes it takes a while to get to get to the suggestions, but uh, it was definitely a really good one. We really enjoyed watching it and having you on. So thanks so much, Ryan. No problem.
1: Thank you, Ryan. This was so great. And thank thank you for having me for broadening uh, my horizons. I just loved learning something new and seeing something. So yeah it was so interesting so so yeah i really really enjoyed it thank you
0: and i'm glad
2: you guys finally watched the movie
0: (laughs) yes and then next month i'm really excited we are going to be doing something we've never done before on obscure animation we are going to be watching four pilots to pop four popular sort of fantasy-based television animated shows. Uh and we're gonna be comparing them and seeing which one, just based on the pilot, we most want to keep watching. So we're gonna watch Wander Over Yonder, Star Wars of the Horses of Evil, Gravity Falls, and Steven Universe. And I'm thinking might want to add, if we have time, add adventure time to that. And uh so it's gonna be really fun, something a little bit different that we haven't done before. And I'm very excited about it. But, yeah, me too. And so, if, But if you have suggestions for obscure animation for what we could talk about or underappreciated things, something you think uh, doesn't get enough love, uh, let us know in the comment section. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you've seen Interstellar 5555, uh, let us know what you think about it. We'd love to talk about it either in the comment section or on Twitter. So that would be great. And uh, Ryan, how can people follow you on social media and all that fun stuff?
2: On YouTube, my my name is Ryan's channel. And if you're having trouble finding me, my username is RyanR020397.
0: Yes, I will definitely have that. And Stanford, how can people find you?
1: Yes, I'm on Twitter, at Stanford Clark. And uh, I've got a blog and a podcast at MoviesPastAndPresent.com. Great.
0: Yeah. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and at Rotten Tomatoes. So check that all out. And at the Hallmarkies podcast. And uh, so thanks so much, you guys. Uh, We'll be back next month and uh, we'll be real excited. So we'll talk to you all later and bye. Thank
2: you. Bye. See you later, guys.